You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Thursday, October 11th. Penn State just two days away from its homecoming game, Saturday at Beaver Stadium. The Spartans of Michigan State are coming to town, kind of limping into town at 3-2 and and have dropped out of the AP Top 25. Penn State, of course, number 8 in the poll. They are a big favorite this weekend uh, for that game. We, uh, we're actually going to talk, we'll get a lot, we'll get more into who Michigan State is as a team and why they've struggled so much in the first month of the season on tomorrow's show. I'm going to be joined by Will Hunter, who is the host of Locked On Spartans here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you, you uh, check that out on Friday or Saturday to really get you ready for, for the homecoming game for Penn State. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. We're going to get into why Penn State is such a big favorite uh, this weekend, uh, 13 and a half points as of recording this. Uh, we'll also get some other numbers that that are on Steve's Steve's mind and have caught his eye this week. Uh, we'll get into that coming up in the second portion of our show. In the first portion, uh, we are going to just uh, kind of get a news roundup uh, from some things that have uh, popped up here for Penn State, some newsworthy items that James Franklin discussed at his press conference on Tuesday and a couple other quick notes to get you all caught up on things you need to know this week. We did our three things to know on Monday. Uh, that mostly covers some of the bye week, but these uh, some some other newsworthy items have popped up. So I figured I'd, I'd talk about those really quickly here to start the show, uh, to start Thursday's show. Um, before I get into those, uh, just to remind us that remind you that you can find us on Twitter. We are at Locked On Nitten. You can also find me at S Pianovich on Twitter. You can also email the show. It is Locked On Nittany Lions at gmail.com. We're always looking for questions, comments, uh, suggestions, things that Penn State fans want to hear on the show. So feel free to reach out to us in any of those ways. Uh, always happy to hear from Penn State fans uh, with, ever, with whatever you have to say. Uh, uh, but speaking of, uh, James Franklin addressed the media and in turn Penn State fans on Tuesday. And uh, here are some of the noteworthy things that, that stuck out from that from his press conference in in our in our here our news roundup for this Thursday, biggest thing I think to know is that Penn State is healthier going into this game. That starts on there's two big big names on, on each side of the ball that are going to be able to play on Saturday, and that's very good news for Penn State. Offensively, KJ Hamler is expected to be back. He's been Penn State's best receiver. You can make an argument that he's been. Penn State's most important offensive player, not named Trace McSorley this season. He, uh, he's he been electric in his first five collegiate games. He did go down with an injury in the Ohio State game, left uh, in the second half of that game. Penn State didn't officially comment on it. It looked like it was a head injury. Uh, a player was ejected for targeting on the call. It, it looked like that's what it was. Uh, obviously, KJ has, has been able to recover from that and was certainly helped from the bye week, unsure if he would have played last week. But James Franklin said he does expect the speedy redshirt freshman to be back out there on Saturday. And that's great news. I mean, K.J. Hamler is Penn State's leading receiver in yardage by more than 100 yards. 
but he has four less catches than uh, than Jawan Johnson, who, is, who has the most catches on the team. Uh, obviously, that's helped by having a 93-yard touchdown against Ohio State, but KJ Hamler has been just absurdly good for Penn State. Four touchdowns in five games. He's averaging just about 24 yards per catch. Again, those numbers are a little bit skewed after a 93-yard catch, but still, he's he's had an unreal start and has just been a huge part of this offense. So it'll be good for for Trace McSorley and for uh, Penn State's game plan to be able to uh, to have him in the fold against Michigan State. On the defensive side of the ball, Shane Simmons is back. He is expected to make his season debut. Simmons just a really talented defensive end. He uh, he was a redshirt freshman last year uh, for Penn State, and uh, he made a he made a lot of big plays. He was uh, he was he was really good as a, as a first year college player last year. He did redshirt in the 2016 season, so he's been this is his third year in the program. He's 6'3", 250, had 15 tackles. Four and a half of them went for loss last season. He had a sack last year. He was a huge recruit out of Maryland, one of the best crews that James Franklin has had. He's been out since training camp because uh, of an undisclosed injury. Not really sure that Penn State hasn't announced what it was. And he might he's not going to be, doesn't seem like he's going to be 100% full go on, on Saturday. James Franklin did say he expects him to, he hopes he can give them at least 10 or 15 plays. Might be a little bit more, uh, but it's it's huge for this offensive line to have him back. He, he's one of the best pass rushers this team has, and a guy who's adds another wrinkle and another athletic end on to this front four that has gotten seems to be getting better with each game Penn State has played this year. So good injury news on both sides of the ball for Penn State, and, and that should help the Nittany Lions uh, hopefully avoid an upset against the Spartans here on Saturday. Um, another piece of news, uh, James Franklin actually re- led off his press conference with this on Tuesday. Uh, he, it's a new homecoming tradition that he uh, he introduced. So Penn State Letterman uh, will have their own bus uh, that, that comes. Uh, it will lead the bus full of Penn State's players to the stadium. I know a lot of fans like to, like to see that. So that'll be an interesting wrinkle to that it'll be fun i'm sure for a lot of fans who like watching penn state enter beaver stadium for the game to see a lot of old familiar faces uh here's what james franklin had to say about it uh always looking to try to add to our our uh tradition and history here we got so so many unbelievable things that one of the things that that we discussed a couple weeks ago and we're able to get it running and we're going to do this um start a new tradition here for the homecoming game each year we're going to have a lead bus uh, that brings us to the stadium for our normal walk into the stadium and that bus will be full of uh, penn state letterman Uh, so they are going to lead us into the stadium that first bus will be uh, a number of of penn state letterman Uh, basically it's it's first come first serve the once the bus is full the bus is full but i thought that would be a really nice thing for us to do every single year on homecoming Uh, obviously you know we have so much respect and appreciation for our letterman it's another way to uh to show our respect to them and honor them in a way so so yeah a cool uh, uh, it should be a cool homecoming tradition Something that sounds like Penn State and James Franklin want to do year in and year out. I'm not sure how much shoving and, and elbowing there's going to be to to try to get a seat on that bus. Might be tough, uh, but but it, I'm sure it'll be a fun experience for those Letterman, for the players, and, and for fans. So it seems like it's a 
a good tradition about to be started here in 2018. All right, last piece of news. This one's not even so much news as it is like just a is a good thing. Is the weather should be fine on Saturday? And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because of what happened last year at Michigan State. Penn State had a six-hour rain delay, which was crazy. Um, it was uh, it was such a weird game, and who knows who knows how that thing ends if you don't have to sit in the locker room for that long, but. The weather is going to be cold in State College. It looks like it might be a little bit of morning rain, high of 52, according to AccuWeather. So bundle up. Uh, it's kind of weird. I'm recording this on Wednesday in Philadelphia where it's 85 degrees and very humid. So high of 52 might get down in the 30s on Saturday night. So, so you know, pack your, pack your sweatshirts, jackets, hats, all that stuff. Uh, but it, it looks like if it does rain on Saturday, it'll just be in the morning. So don't worry about a weather delay. Shouldn't throw off Penn State this year and uh, – Hopefully it's a nice. Hopefully the sun comes out on what should be a win for Penn State this Saturday for homecoming. All right, so there's some updated, updated news. Some other things. I guess you could say this is three additional things to know this week for the Michigan State game. So there they are. Uh, they all seem to be going in Penn State's favor uh, as Penn State prepares for this homecoming game on Saturday. All right, we're going to talk about that game and a couple other things coming up with Steve Petrella of the Action Network. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season or looking for tickets to any sporting event or show, you've got to check out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. And to make things even better, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get an exclusive promo code so new customers with Vivid Seats can get $20 off orders of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play Download the Vivid Seats app and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every Vivid Seats purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new Vivid Seats customer. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, I am joined now by Steve Petrella from the Action Network. Steve's going to talk to us a little bit about Penn State's large spread here against Michigan State and, uh, and some other numbers he has his eye on this week. Uh, Steve, how are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, of course. So uh, as we talk here, it is, it's Wednesday afternoon. Penn State looking about uh, just about a two-touchdown favorite. I think it's about 13.5-point favorite right now over Michigan State, which if you saw that number uh, a month ago, you'd probably say, hmm. That seems pretty big, but after the way uh, the Michigan State's developed over the last couple of weeks, it, it seems more uh, understandable. It, do you feel like this line is more about about Michigan State than it is about Penn State? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, don't, I don't think, even though Penn State's 4-1 against the spread, I, I don't think they've done anything that's you know blown people away or uh, blown odds makers away. Um, whereas with, with Michigan State, you know they've, they've done plenty to uh, – to downgrade themselves uh, and, and things like that. I, I think the interesting thing is 
if you look at the spread in this game last year, which was uh, between seven and ten points, depending on when you got it, um, this is basically a mirror of that, just that Penn State's at home, so they're getting three instead of um, Michigan State getting three for being at home. So really they're valuing these teams um, about how they were last year, even though Michigan State was, was obviously uh, much, much better last year. And um, I think that's fair in a way. I think Penn State's a little worse, and obviously Michigan State's uh, a lot worse. But uh, you'd think we'd see a, an even bigger an even bigger downgrade, uh, and we just haven't seen it yet. So um, I'm not particularly interested in the side. Um, I think the line is about right, and this is, uh, you know, this is a spot where Mark D'Antonio kind of thrives. Um, I think he's, he's seven and eight uh, straight up, and eleven and four against the spread against top ten teams in his career. Um, and top ten is kind of an arbitrary number, but um, kind of that giant killer. Uh, you know, he's, he is that giant killer that, that people make him out to be. Um, we'll see if he can do it this year with a team that doesn't look very good, but uh, should be an interesting one. Yeah, it seems like Michigan State just does better when they when no one thinks they're going to. So maybe that's, maybe that's uh, yeah. something to be worried about if you're Penn State this week. Mm-hmm. But is uh, I've actually looked back at it uh for a couple of years here, Penn State has been very good against spread. You mentioned they're four and one this year, and the only time they didn't cover was that week one overtime win against App State, who is now, I believe, is five and zero against the spread and mm-hmm. has not lost since that game. Uh, but since the beginning of the 2016 season, when, when Penn State has really kind of taken it up a level here, they are 22 eight and two against the spread since the start start of that season. Um, it, what what's made Penn State so good at covering? Is that something maybe James Franklin I know likes to keep his starters in a lot? And I, I'm sure betters of Penn State can like that. And have have some betters have you noticed started liking Penn State a little bit more because of the way they they they've been more reliable in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean I, I think started in 2016 um, with how explosive that offense was. So um, anytime you have an offense that uh, it's best you know, way to put away a game is scoring and it's capable of that. That's always a team that people are going to be interested in betting on. Um, you know, the extreme examples of that are like Oregon and Baylor from, um, you know, about five years ago. Yeah. Like the RG, RG three era. Yeah. Um, and the chip Kelly era at Oregon. And, um, people are always just more comfortable backing, um, offenses and, and teams like that. Um, last year, you know, a little bit of a different year. I think teams kind of took away um, on offense a lot of what, what made Penn State so explosive, but they were still uh, incredibly efficient, and they still were very explosive. I mean, that's Quan Barkley broke a uh, ton of big runs and, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, and like you said, too, like Franklin, he likes to uh, – he doesn't really take his foot off the gas, whether it's uh, leaving his starters in or – uh, especially on defense when they are like rotating a lot of players in um, towards the end of games, he's trying to, um, you know, get like real reps in. like, this isn't um, Alabama where they kind of take it easy. Um, this is a team that's going to play full speed the whole, uh, the whole way. So I don't think the betting public has really um, fallen in love with Penn state like they did in 2016. Um, but it should be something that people take note of that, um, over the last uh, two plus years, they've covered uh, 
as an underdog a bunch, and they've also covered big spreads. So um, they're consistently getting outside the number as a 35-point favorite against Akron and uh, Georgia State and teams like that. So um, we'll see if it continues throughout the season, but um, not a TMP, you know, I would be or your average person should be uh, afraid to back. Yeah, and I think it will help too that if you're the one-loss team trying to somehow sneak back into the college football playoff conversation, it's better to beat Michigan State by 32 than it is to beat them by seven. So I think you'll probably see a little bit of James Franklin keeping the foot on now, even more, maybe even more so than he was uh, before this because of the situation they're in and trying to impress the committee. Yeah, that's that's a great point, um, and that's been the case. Uh, each of the last two years, too, is, you know, after, um, I guess, 2016, like, they probably didn't really uh, think they were going to make the playoff. But if you're going to make it as a two-loss team, you better look uh, super, super impressive uh, down the stretch and, and win your conference. And then last year after they lost to Ohio State, um, like you said, you, you got to look impressive. And, he, and even this year, you know, if he's thinking, okay, there, there's a – decent chance we lose at least one of Ohio State or Michigan. Um, if we do that, the only way we get in the playoff is with one loss and looking very convincing in the rest of the game. So, um, so yeah, that could certainly could have been on his mind from from the get-go, even though, obviously, you're just trying to win games and, and put up uh, points and stuff. I'm, I'm sure that doesn't factor into the game plan at all, but uh, it's been been a good thing for betters uh, back yeah. in Penn State. Is, uh, is that something linesmakers think about at all? Like if teams are like kind of on the cusp there in the top like 10 or 12 that like maybe they'd want to run up the score and probably not against like a team like Michigan State is pretty good, but like against Penn State for Rutgers, for instance, like instead of making the line 31 or whatever it's going to be, maybe they'll make it 34 or 35 because of that. Yeah, there's all kinds of spots like across uh, all of sports, you know, different for every sport that um, you can kind of, factor in um i don't think odds makers look too closely at it i think Mm -hmm. they'll shade um a line in penn state's favor against a team like rutgers just because they know nobody wants to bet on rutgers so they'll give you a couple free points um if you're willing to bet on rutgers (laughs) Um, college, college football isn't like the nfl where like the teams are all very close and like you're comfortable betting on underdogs like a lot of times bad teams like Rutgers don't cover. Um, so I, I think they'll do that. I, there's just, it, it's sort of too small of a sample size um, to, or there's not enough reliable data to show in a lot of these situations that um, teams play better or cover when their backs are against the wall. Um, and I think even in like NFL elimination games, um, so week 16, week 17, when a team uh, who has a shot to get in the playoffs um, is playing a team that's already eliminated or is already clinched. Mm-hmm. Um, there are less than uh, less than five hundred against the spread. So um, sometimes the narratives are true, sometimes they're not. But they can be kind of difficult to quantify. Hmm. Now, something interesting to think about. There, we are with Steve Petrella of the Action Network. We have to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll get some lines that Steve likes elsewhere in college football this week. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. All right, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We are still with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. Uh, Steve, we were talking about Penn State, Michigan State before the break, but uh, now let's go elsewhere in college football this week on some some numbers that have caught your eye. Yeah, um, 
there's a couple a uh, couple that I like so far this week. Um, LSU is a team that I've been very out on uh, all season. I think they've they've been way overrated. Um, though I've had some kind of bet on or against LSU, and it seems like every game this season because um, <laughs> when you do have that sort of uh, difference in perception between the public and, and the lines and the ratings and stuff like that, you can find some value. But uh, this is a week I like them a lot. Um, they're catching seven and a half at home against uh, Georgia. And I, I think Georgia, you know, we might look back at the end of the season. They'll probably be in the SEC championship game. But um, I think right now we don't know a ton about them. Um, I think their defense has some flaws. They're, they're a little too bend, don't break for me. Um, and the offense is is very good, um, excellent, stable running backs again. But I think LSU will be able to get some pressure. I think it'll be um, an uglier game than Georgia wants it to be. Uh, and I think LSU can hang inside that seven and a half at home. Um, yeah. Penn State and, fans will be happy if, if Georgia goes down too. So yeah, that would that would certainly be one one domino that they need. Um, uh, staying in the Big Ten, uh, I like Michigan uh, laying. Numbers getting a little high now uh, at eight and a half, but mm-hmm. um, I like Michigan against Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin is kind of turning into a trendy underdog, so uh, about two thirds of the bets that we're tracking uh, on this game are on Wisconsin. Um, and anytime the public starts to buy into an underdog, it's it's usually a bad sign. Um, <laughs> the money's moving. The or I'm sorry, the line is moving. The opposite way of the the betting percentages, which kind of shows you some uh, sharper, smarter money is on uh, on the Wolverines here. I think they're more complete team. Um, the Michigan defense is really, really good. Uh, the offense has some flaws, but I think it it kind of comes together this week on the national stage. Yeah, uh, and they and they cover that number. Yeah, and Wisconsin's been Wisconsin one and four against the spread this year. One of the one of the worst teams in the country at covering. So. Yeah, that might be good news for for Wolverines backers there too. Yeah. Um, and got a couple more, but the last one I'll touch on um, Alabama in the first half. So against the first yeah. half spread, um, they're perfect this year. Um, the first half over is perfect this year, um, and really the the only I think they've they haven't covered the two games they haven't covered have been by a total of about two points. Um, it was Arkansas and UL Lafayette just sneaking in the back door uh, with late touchdowns. Um, Alabama's really taken its foot off the gas in the second half because um, they have nothing to prove. They don't want to get anybody hurt, uh, which I, I certainly understand. Oh, they didn't cover against A&M either, um, which was by a couple points. But um, if you're betting against Alabama, it's going to come right down to the wire. Um so the first half line has been absolute money. Um, I think people are starting to catch on to that. And, you know, it's going to be oof, probably like the game line's 28. The first half line will be about 17 uh, when it comes out later in the week. But um, I think until proven otherwise, uh, two is going to keep doing his thing and keep uh, slinging and covering that number. Yeah, I think it's. A, I haven't watched. I went out of my way to watch any Alabama games yet this year, but it's like, and every time I see them, it's just like I'm watching a different game. It's like, oh, we go live to the studio, and it's like, here's Tua Tagovailoa throwing four touchdowns, and it's yeah, it's it's twenty one to nothing with eight minutes left in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah, and one other uh, going back to the Penn State game, uh, one aspect of that game I want to touch on uh, is the over under. Uh, mm-hmm. which I, I 
kind of like the over, even though it's it's moving uh, down, open 58s down to 54 and a half. Um, so Michigan State has an excellent run defense, uh, mm-hmm. best yards per carry against in the country. Um, but what's interesting is teams know that, and they run against Michigan State at a lower percentage than uh, anyone else in the country. So I guess I don't know how to say this, but Michigan State's running plays against um, is about, it makes up about thirty five percent of their plays uh, uh-huh. as you know on defense. The second closest team is forty one percent. So teams are going to throw against Michigan State because that's all they can do, um, and they've been pretty effective in doing that. So I think this is a game where Trace McSorley is, is going to throw a ton. Um, I don't expect him to complete like 70% of his passes, but the passes he does complete, I expect to be pretty big. So um, not totally sure I'm going to bet that yet, but uh, I'm taking a closer look at that uh, at that over. Um, like you said, Brian Lewerke and, and Mark D'Antonio will do some weird stuff against the top 10 team, and, and they'll probably put some points on the board. Yeah, yeah, I can see something like a like a thirty eight twenty eight or something to get you over the hump there, something like that. If if that line is it, I think it's down to you said fifty four and a half. That's yeah, seems like it might might work out. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Steve Petrella from the Action Network. Thank you as always. Enjoy enjoy the games this weekend and best of luck. Thanks, man. You too. All right, that will do it for today's show. Thank you as always for listening. Uh, If you've missed any of our shows from earlier this week, I I urge you to go back and check those out. We had a great discussion about James Franklin on Wednesday's show. We were joined by both Matt Fortuna of The Athletic and Nick Polak of Roar Lions Roar. We each had some interesting insights about Penn State's coach and where things stand for him and this program right now. Uh, midway, about midway through this 2018 season. Kind of an interesting time for James Franklin and this Penn State program for sure. So we, we got into that on Wednesday's show. Uh, we also had John McGonigal of the Center Daily Times on on Tuesday. Talked about where Penn State is after this bye week. Got into Michigan State a little bit. Uh, and we'll have a fresh episode on Friday. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to Will Hunter of Locked on Spartans. He's going to tell us or try to explain to us what's been uh, what's been off with Michigan State so far this season. So keep an eye out for that show. Uh, I, I recommend that you subscribe to Locked on Nittany Lions to get that fresh show downloaded automatically each day, each weekday during the 2018 season. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, you can find Locked on Nittany Lions. And also leave us a, a rating and review while you're there. Uh, we really appreciate it, and it helps other Penn State fans find our show as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, some more discussion about Penn State, Michigan State. I'll talk to you then.